Thanks for joining us for the special Mideast Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mideast Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. When we explain the second coming of Jesus to people, they frequently misunderstand us. But does that make you less motivated to spread the word? In today's message, Pastor J.D. talks more about Jesus' second coming. People are ignorant about the Judgment Day, but you can make them aware of what's coming. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update at jdfarag.org. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on October 8th, 2023. This brings me to this Moscow Times report. It bears the title of Russia Calls for immediate ceasefire in Gaza. Um, I'm referencing this particular report for a couple of reasons, chief of which is that this breaking news report from the Moscow Times quotes Bible prophecy verbatim, literally. And here's that quote from this report, quoting, Moscow was standing by its position in favor of negotiations for the creation of an independent Palestinian state within the 1967 borders with East Jerusalem as its capital, living in peace and security with Israel. I mean, that's, that's packed with prophecy. That's uh, Zechariah 12, the first three verses, no less. That's Daniel 9.27, and it's certainly 1 Thessalonians 5.3, where the Apostle Paul, incidentally, in the context of the pre-tribulation rapture, which we're going to talk about in a moment, writes this, prophesies this by the Holy Spirit to the church at Thessalonica, recorded in his first letter, the fifth chapter, the third verse. Listen, for when they say peace and security, then sudden destruction comes upon them as labor pains upon a pregnant woman, and they shall not escape. Peace and security. In other words, They're going to be saying two words in particular. And when they start saying or are saying these two words, then sudden destruction, the thing about sudden destruction is it's sudden. (laughs) The destruction is sudden. And it comes upon them, them, not us. And it comes upon them as a woman in labor with labor pains coming in greater frequency and intensity, and they, not us, shall not escape. But there's a delineation between they and we. Be a we. Because if you be a we, 
we who are alive and remain are caught up, raptured up to meet the Lord in the air. So if you get nothing from today's update, just get this, be a we, not a they. Okay, another reason I'm referring to this Moscow Times report is that I'm, stay with me on this, okay? I'm presently revisiting and rightly dividing the Word of God with respect to the well-known prophecy in Ezekiel 38, which this speaks to, by the way, a two-state solution, which is Hitler's final solution repackaged. It's not to have peace with Israel, living in peace and security side by side with Israel. No, it's for the destruction of Israel. That's the evil plot. That's the conspiracy. So I'm revisiting everything. (laughs) Everything's back on the table. And here's why again. I think it's incumbent upon all of us, especially me in particular as a teacher of Bible prophecy, to keep everything on the table, particularly when it comes to long-held beliefs among students and teachers of Bible prophecy. I'm learning the hard way, and I have the scars to prove it, that it's unwise to simply parrot what someone who is perceived to be in the know says, and instead search the Scriptures to see what the Spirit says. If I could be so bold, what the Spirit is saying to those who have ears to hear is the pre-tribulation rapture of the church of Jesus Christ is about to happen. Actually, this is where I'm going with all of this. This whole thing of dismissing an actual conspiracy under the umbrella of it being a conspiracy theory, you know what you're doing? You're playing right into Satan's hands. That's exactly what the enemy wants us to do. And by the way, one more thing before I forget concerning what is happening in Israel. You know what's lost in all of this? Are the lost because of all of this, Jew and Arab, because they're dying. If they are dying without Jesus, they are spending eternity in hell. And that's what's lost in all of this, is that these people are lost for all eternity. I think we should be oh so careful when it comes to Bible prophecy like this, because we, we tend to insulate ourselves from the reality of humanity. Meaning that, you know, Israel's going to crush Hamas. These are people. They're deceived. But they're people, whether Jew or Arab, that Jesus died for. So if they die without Jesus, they're lost. And that's what gets lost in things like this. My heart goes out. I mean, I know the images are graphic. That is, the images that are still, (laughs) that they haven't taken down. But those are people. It's not a uh, win and lose column in the literal sense, but it's the win and lose column in the spiritual sense. 
How many Israelis died while the death toll is rising? How many Arabs died? Notice I don't call them Palestinians. I know they're called Palestinians, but they're not Palestinians. They're Arabs. And how many Arabs have died? Oh, so the score is 300 to 200. Israel's losing. Or the score is 500 to 300. Israel's winning. Get up. No. I hope you hear my heart on that and don't get caught up in that. But every time we buy the lie, if I can say it like that, this lie of a so-called conspiracy theory, which is actually a spoiler alert, which is actually warning us of an evil plot that's about to be revealed. Again, just bear with me. This is why I never refer to the pre-tribulation rapture as a theory. It's not a theory. It's sound doctrine. Oh, you're the pre-trib rapture theory. Don't say that to me, because <laughs> my sanctification will flee from me. I'll just repent later, you know. It's not a theory, it's doctrine, sound doctrine. Sadly, anyone who dares to teach on or talk about the sound doctrine of the pre-tribulation rapture is met with mocking ridicule, and worse yet, oh, there's their date setting. As you may know, I addressed this in prior updates, the most recent of which was last week, actually, when I asked for prayer concerning the addressing of it again this week. I did in light of the developments in Israel, though, make the decision not to do that and to just briefly talk about it in lieu of devoting an entire update to it. But it does need to be talked about because this is very important. And I'll, I'll um, try my best to explain why it's so important. So I can't listen to someone teaching Bible prophecy if they don't believe the sound doctrine of the pre-tribulation rapture, because everything now is skewed. You don't have any anchor. So everything now has to be uh, sort of uh, twisted in order to dance around the sound doctrine of the pre-tribulation rapture. And that's when you get into a lot of trouble. That's when you get into things like replacement theology, where the church replaces Israel as God's elect. Well, you have to, if the rapture is not before the seven-year tribulation, because the purpose of the tribulation is for the salvation of the Jewish nation. So if the church replaces Israel, then the church has to go through the tribulation. I see how you have to do that. It's just like with any lie. You have to be really good at it to keep the lie alive. You got to keep lying. Am I right? So the thing with false doctrine or false teaching is in order to facilitate it and keep it on life support, you have to also, you know, have all of these other things be adjusted in order to support this false teaching. So as a kid, example, this is no extra charge, by the way, as a kid, 
uh, you get caught in a lie. Uh, my mom used to give me $3.75, which was what it cost at the time to get a haircut. Oh, what I would do to have hair to have cut, but $3.75. And she would give it because she owned, we owned a, a restaurant. She would give it to me a quarter. She should have never done that because those quarters go into pinball machines. <laughs> so she'd give me the $3.75 to go get a haircut. I did not get a haircut. I got really good at pinball though. And I would come home and I'm thinking, okay, now I've got to make my hair look like I got it cut. And then she would look at me and go, did you get a haircut? Yeah, lie number one. Okay, now I'm committed. So now I've got to keep this thing alive. So now she's going to follow up and she say, what time did you, lie number two, uh, did you uh, talk with so-and-so, lie number three? And then they find out that you didn't, and you're outed, and, but you've had to keep that thing going. And in order to keep that thing going, which is false, you've got to adjust everything else around it. Otherwise it doesn't work. And that's the same thing with, when it comes to teaching and studying Bible prophecy. <laughs> you have to, you, you have no choice. If you do not believe the sound doctrine of the pre-tribulation rapture, then you've got some serious problems when you start trying to interpret Bible prophecy, because you've got a lot of issues you've got to deal with. Man, you've got issues <laughs> that you're going to have to deal with, because how are you going to deal with this or that, or what about that or this or that? So then you have to keep coming up with new stuff in order to support it. And it gets so thin after a while. That's why it's so important. And that's why I'm so dogmatic about it. Well, pastor, why can't you just be like all the other pastors? <laughs> My pastor's pantrib. Pantrib? What's that? Oh, he just thinks it's all going to pan out. Wow. How's that working out? Man, if it weren't for the sound doctrine of the pre-tribulation rapture, I, this is not hyperbole, this is literally, I would go out of my mind. You take that from me, the blessed hope that at any time that trumpet could sound, and I'm out of here, I'm out of here. You take that away from me and you say, no, we got to have the first three and a half years, or pre-wrath, or how about the post-toasty view, you know? I'm sorry, that was mean, actually. Post-tribulation, that, come on. I'm sorry, but the Apostle Paul was really cruel when he wrote to the Thessalonians about the rapture and said, therefore encourage one another with these words. You're going to go through literal hell on earth, probably won't survive. You might be beheaded if you, you know, reject the mark of the beast. And you're going to see, I mean, just unthinkable horror, unspeakable horror for a period of seven years, and be encouraged. <laughs> really? Well, that's why it is so important. So we've got to talk about this, okay? Can we talk about this just real quick? Actually, I'm not going to talk about this. I'm going to let others talk about this those who were thoughtful enough to share some very kind words in this regard. 
So what follows is some of what these brothers and sisters in Christ wrote about concerning our excitement that we could be raptured any time now, now, now. Let me just preface it this way. This is in the context of anyone anticipating the rapture at any time being falsely accused of being a date setter. I mean, just like being labeled a conspiracy theorist. I mean, you start getting excited about the pre-trip rapture. You're a, not all, only are you a conspiracy theorist, you're a date setter. Wow. I just want Jesus to come back. I'm going to start, <laughs> I'm going to start, I need to get more sleep, right? I'm going to start with an email from Karen Broom. She's one of the transcribers on our amazing teams. I mean, these people are amazing, these servants that transcribe and translate the teachings. Great are their treasures in heaven, by the way. (laughs) But this was in response to my request for the transcripts of prior updates, just to be sure that I wasn't inadvertently setting dates, which I was not. And she responded with a most encouraging word and a beautiful illustration. Here's what she so eloquently wrote. Consider an impending wedding that we know is going to happen one day, but we just aren't sure when yet. There is this couple, you know, this couple, this awesome couple. They have been dating a long, long, long time, 2,000 years. (laughs) We know he loves her, and she loves him. She talks about him all the time. Drives her old friends crazy. The ones she had before she met him. Now, after they were engaged, he said he had to go. What? Well, he said he was going to build a home for her. He promised her John 14.3. He's been away for a while now. Some of her friends, those from the old life and even from her new life, think she is crazy to wait for him for so long. But she knows. She knows. He loves her. He has done so much for her, and she trusts him implicitly. She loves him so much that she sneaks off to her closet sometimes just to be alone and pray for him to return soon. Sometimes she even senses she is talking directly to him, like in secret. She's romantic like that. She knows that this time with him alone in her thoughts and heart is so special. She would never do it in public. (laughs) It takes the joy out of it. She knows he will come just as soon as that last picture is hung and the last window has been cleaned and the crystal is clear. Well, those friends that think she is crazy, they are sick of hearing about this. It's been 2,000 years. On and on she talks about him, giddy almost, with longing for him. At first they just disliked it, this rambling on and on and on. Now they're over it. And yet, No matter what, and I think it must be that woman's intuition, she just can still sense it is getting closer, almost like it is deep within her. He is coming soon. She can feel it. 
He is on her mind constantly these days. There are days when she thinks about the old days, the days before she met him, but she sees those friends she had. She sees their craziness, and she thinks to herself, maybe he is coming so very soon. Otherwise, why would they be acting so crazy? Do they know something that she doesn't? Hmm. She goes on to say, all of that, J.D., to say this, who wouldn't want to talk about these things? Hope that it is this day or that day, and half the fun of getting something is the anticipation and discussion about it, at least from a woman's point of view. I know nothing of that. Keep preaching the Word. Keep telling us to look up. It gives us hope. Shout from the rooftops, Pastor. I'm listening for sure. Karen. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Here's a post on social media that I think really speaks to the heart of the matter. She says, I really appreciate this message at this time. She's referring to a previous update. I have many weighty things to deal with, and just last night a group of people calling themselves Christian decided it was time to trash everyone who believes in the pre-tribulation rapture. They were pretty mean and arrogant and prideful. And it was like that last straw, which was actually the title of my update, to just break my heart and discourage me. This sermon raised my hope again and gave me the encouragement I need to keep looking up and looking for my Jesus. Thank you. And thank you, Lord, for this timely message. Lastly, this one comes from Tyler of the Generation 2434 YouTube channel, who wrote this in a couple of his emails to me. This first one I, I want to share. This one really blessed my heart. Listen to this. What father's heart wouldn't be warm to know his children were running to the window every time they thought they heard a noise? Oh, that was my, that was my response. My sister and I have one sibling. I think God said the the only one that this, you know, when we were just little kids, we would wait by the window, hunched over the sofa, peering through the curtains, waiting for mommy to come home because she had food. But uh, so every time a car drove by, it's like she's no, it's not her. Not her sound up. No, not her. I do that. I do that every time. Oh. Oh, in a subsequent email he had this to say, this is really good. Many say Jesus can come any day. So one could easily ask them, are you saying the rapture could be today? To which they would very likely reply, yes. Then one could say, you're a day setter because you say it could be today. (laughs) They would likely reply, no, I'm not saying that it is today. I'm only saying it could be today, to which I would then reply, exactly. That's what we're doing. We're so glad you joined us for this prophecy update on In Spirit and Truth. Do the things you hear about on this program cause you to feel unsettled? Perhaps there are too many things coming into play that make you stop and wonder if you're truly living in the end times. 
If that's the case, we hope that through these updates, you are reminded of God's faithfulness through His Word and that His promises will be fulfilled. This can be a benefit to you. Being around other believers can give you support regarding these things that are happening around you. If you're in the area and haven't found a church home yet, we invite you to come visit us and get to know the heart behind this ministry. You can join us for a time of worship at Calvary Chapel Kaneohe on Sundays at 8.30 or 10.45 a.m. and Thursdays at 7 p.m. for Bible study with Pastor J.D. If you'd like more information on joining us or for additional resources, go to jdfarag.org and scroll to the bottom of the page. That's J-D-F-A-R-A-G dot O-R-G. There, you'll find a Calvary link that will take you to the church's website. While you're at our website, be sure to check out additional teachings from Pastor J.D. Another interesting point of reference is a tab that says ABCs. This is useful for anyone seeking and wanting to find out more about Jesus and His love for you as an individual. That's all available at our website. Again, that's jdfarag.org. Our time with you is up for today, but thanks for tuning in to spend this time with us. Join Pastor JD for another edition of In Spirit and Truth.